Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we're starting a new literary submitted unit, uh, submitted to us by listener slash friend slash uh, gaming buddy, but most importantly, listener Lori. Yes, thank you for uh, your ears. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your ears, who suggested that we read retellings that have been gender swapped and that we should yes. start with Sherry Thomas's A Study in Scarlet Women, uh, mm-hmm. which is a gender-swapped Sherlock Holmes. But so much more. But so much more. So much, so much more, more in this book. Because y'all know I don't like a great detective. You know mm-hmm. it annoys me. And I was so worried mm-hmm. going into this that I would be annoyed the whole time. Yeah. It turns out what I disliked about Sherlock Holmes is <laughs> that man. he was a man. He's a man. When you, yes, when you, when you bring, when you turn Sherlock Holmes into like a plus size heroine, very mm-hmm. feminist, and also like autistic coded, like yeah. this, this, she's a delight. Well, and also, cause I think that there's been a lot of like argument, not argument, but like discussion around if Sherlock Holmes is written today, would he be considered autistic? Right. Mm. Cause like mm-hmm. he does hyperfixate on things. He, mm-hmm. you know, has special interests, stuff like that. Right. Yes. Um, he doesn't I, understand emotions. He doesn't understand emotions, yeah. stuff like that. So I can see that point for sure. Like, I, I don't necessarily, like, obviously, I don't think that uh, Arthur Conan Doyle had that in, oh, sorry, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle yes. had that in. Yeah, put some respect <laughs> on him. <laughs> had that in his mind at the time because, you know, autism wasn't a thing at the time. Correct. Um, although maybe he knew someone who would have been diagnosed as autistic today. Don't know. Yeah. But I can see that interpretation being uh, applied in the modern day. And I think Mm -hmm. that also this is like a really good indication of sort of how autism presents differently in men and women. Absolutely. Because look at all of the masking she does. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Because she would not be allowed to behave in the way that Sherlock Holmes behaves. Right. Mm -hmm. And also I, I feel like we should note at the top here, we are comparing Charlotte to Sherlock Holmes, but in this, retelling she mm-hmm. is Sherlock Holmes right yes. it's not just that and there there are a few retelling like this is a kind of sub genre I feel of the retellings of retellings that are this is how it really went right where mm. like the meta is that the story of that we know still exists mm-hmm. but it was told wrong right like yes. that's basically what this is like it's not just oh what if Sherlock was a woman it's like Sherlock's a woman, and uh, here's how and that this is got, how you came to read the book. About Sherlock ha- yes, Man. exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's I I happen to really like that type of retelling. I think mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, so that was another added layer of fun here. But yes, this book I I did I loved it. There was so I I read it in like practically one sitting. Um, and this is my second time reading it. Um, I think I did like we have said. I think I did recommend this book on the podcast years ago. Um, and I just, I didn't remember, I enjoyed it, but I didn't remember loving it as much as I did this go around. And I don't know what changed for me, um, rereading it. I certainly did not remember all the twists and turns this took. I did not remember mm-hmm. anything about the mystery. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. It, it hit different in 2023 than it did when I originally read it. Yeah. Whenever that was. I think it was probably um, like, I feel like I remember it being brought up like two years ago, yeah. maybe. So I could maybe probably like check on my story graph. You probably Let's get could. Some accurate numbers here. But I could just keep guessing. Yeah, no, you go ahead, give your best guess. I'm uh, going to say uh, spring of 2021. Okay. That's my guess. 
Let me view my red history. I last read this in January of 2021. Oh, I was January so close. January 21st, 2021. So, so it so is close. technically years ago in that it was more than one, but it wasn't mm. that many years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think I liked this too in a way that like, I mean, uh, we read the Deanna Rayborn series for, for the Great Detective Unit that we did mm-hmm. probably around the same time that I read this book. Um, and I think the, I, I just, the Deanna Rayborn series was good and Veronica Speedwell was good. But yeah, like you said, the added twist of this being like the, the very real Sherlock Holmes actually, um, I think gave this a little bit more than just having like that. Because it's kind of the same thing. Like Charlotte is also considered like older for, you know, like... She is 25, so, you know, spinster material, quote unquote, uh, whereas I think Victoria, is that Veronica? Veronica Speedwell, I think she is also, like, in her mid to late 20s. Um, but I don't know. Just something about, there's something about Charlotte I enjoy a lot more than I did Veronica. I also feel like, yeah, that added layer of trying to connect because I always have fun with retellings because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I see what you did there. Look like at the Easter the eggs you've yeah, laid for exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so easy to appease. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked sort of the, the meta levels of this. I thought were really mm-hmm. fun. And then I'm not a big mystery gal. We all know this. Um, and I think I've said before that the thing that will get me to like a mystery is if the characters that are doing the solving are really interesting. And yes. to me, like, the mystery was good and, you know, an interesting one to follow. I have some thoughts about the conclusion of it. Not necessarily it was, bad ones, just yeah. like, oh, yikes. Um, like, intentional yikes, but, like, mm-hmm. not really expecting it. It was kind of rough. It, yeah, um, there was no hint. It was it was definitely check your trigger warnings on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, continue listening if uh you just uh, I, th- I mean i feel like again. uh skip 10 seconds if you don't want any trigger warnings on it but mm. csa is you know the one that we're talking about here yes popped out kind of from just left field out of nowhere mm. yep um and uh but like so the mystery was so the mystery was good and i think a good mystery although i'm certainly not really one to judge because mm-hmm. i don't usually read mysteries but mm-hmm. uh, the characters were so interesting and the the like their lives were uh, more the point. I felt like mm-hmm. the characters necessarily. are so full. Yeah I, yeah, I thought that it was it was less of a story of great detective solves mystery and more of a story of how does this young woman become the great detective, right? Mm-hmm. This is Which very much a setup book, but in a yeah. very good way. Yeah, that's like way more interesting to me, mm-hmm. you know, of yes. that sort of dynamic than just like, isn't it cool that I solved this thing? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, but you as the writer also wrote the thing. So I'm not that impressed, you know? Yes. And also like uh, slight spoiler warning for the books I'm going to be recommending that you read um, for this unit also is I immediately picked up the second book in the series mm. and to see all of those storylines, like how they continue to flesh out as the book goes on is add so much to the story too. It's it, like they are, they could be considered kind of like a procedural sort mm-hmm. of uh mystery stories but there's so many threads that continue on through all of the books um that it just yeah it doesn't have to it's not all about like look how smart the detective it, it detective is it is literally right. like this is a woman trying to be as independent as the time period and her station in life will allow her to be these are all the hoops she has to jump through to do these things that would become very simply to men and um she still is able to be somewhat successful at it so far so yeah we love it. Um, awesome. Yeah, so we read do. this. Recommending we, it highly. The only 
thing that I would add as the recommendation, like who mm-hmm. I would recommend this to, um, pretty much everyone. I think it's a good book and yeah. most people like it. It's very uh, good. I will do an anti-recommendation of like if you are really invested in mysteries specifically and mm. you want to read a mystery book, the mystery doesn't even like show up for the first half chunk of this yeah. book yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um and there's kind of like some playing with like multiple mysteries but maybe it's but all one come mystery together sort of thing. at yeah. the end so if you if you are yeah. in it for the mystery this might not be your cup of tea but i think yeah. that especially if you're like me and you don't usually like mysteries this is a good one mm-hmm. yes i will say the, the other thing that i do i think there is the, the, like the romantic subplot of this mm-hmm. is not my favorite kind of romance. I mm-hmm. don't care for like the um, the ooh I married the wrong person. I really wish I had been with you and having that pining. Like I just I'm just like I, sorry. Like eh. I was wondering how you felt about that because yeah. you know we have historically been all don't do a cheat. Um, mm-hmm. And I was very like oh god I hope she doesn't end up with this guy for most of it. Like mm-hmm. for the first half probably. Um, and was kind of like looking for other options. Yeah. Uh, but I will be interested to talk about sort of there is a revelation in regards to his marriage that comes about and how we feel. Yes. And, and it furthers that... in the second book too. Okay. It gets a little bit better. I do still wish there was like I have a I have an option I prefer that like Charlotte mm-hmm. doesn't unfortunately. She has enough mm-hmm. she she goes the uh, different route than what I would have chosen for her, but I understand why she did. Um it's just the my option... own personal preference. Is the option one that you that would be a character in this book, or is it a, someone introduced in book he two? He is mentioned in this book. Okay, mentioned. Yes. I feel like I have a guess. Mm-hmm. Is it the older brother? Yes. Okay, yeah. The okay, one who yeah. has already proposed that. to her. See, I was going to say uh, the character who is introduced at the very end of this book, who is foreshadowed a bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you can, you can predict why that would be my I definitely uh, yes. Also, also though, Watson and Holmes. It should, it's right there. It should have been Watson and Holmes, right? Like mm-hmm. not Watson and Holmes, but Watson and Holmes. You know? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> it's it's a very it's a very fun uh, relationship for you know. It's just all the rela- all the friendships and relationships in this are just very yes. very good, very well crafted. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess um, so. I. I guess we can go to recommendations. I, um, I feel did like kind I know of hint. Yeah. I did read the second book in this yeah. d- directly after. I highly recommend continuing on. <laughs> knowing knowing my preferences for mystery, do you uh-huh. think I would still like this one? I think you still would because okay. there is um, family dynamic stuff that is brought mm. up in the second book. Um, I guess I can. I mean, I, it's you if you read the blurb on the book. Okay. Yeah, blurb um, isn't well, a spoiler. That's fine. Yeah, let me let me make sure I'm not giving away too much by also reading the blurb <laughs> on the. Um, but essentially, um, one of the characters in this book that's in the first book, their wife comes to Sherlock Holmes mm. with a request to find a man that she was formerly in love with. And that man happens to be uh, Charlotte's illegitimate half-brother. Oh. And it is it is very good. And again, it has the same thing where there's kind of like two, two separate, seemingly separate yeah. mysteries. And then Charlotte is able to put everything together all at the end and be like, this is this explains X, Y, and Z. And you're like, damn, I would never have known. <laughs> Um, so I think that might be kind of Sherry Thomas's MO for this series Mm. is presenting a lot of, um, a lot of little mysteries and have them all become one big mystery. Uh, and it goes kind of further into the, uh, 
like a big bad that is introduced also at the end of this book. Right. Yes. And more with uh, the brothers. Also, and Charlotte picking one of them. Or not. I felt like that also would have been fun. The big bad, if the big bad hadn't been that big bad mm. and had been a smaller big bad. I thought that the little bad of this book, who's not really that bad, spoiler, um, yeah. <laughs> totally justified. Uh, uh-huh. I thought that she was going to turn up to be that character, basically, mm-hmm. instead of that being like she's connected to that character. Yes. And then I was kind of like, ooh, is that shippable? Right. But yeah. I, I don't think it is anymore now yeah. that, you know, all the revelations and whatever. I do have some theories. I did read the titles of the other books in this mm-hmm. series, uh, and that did give me kind of some theories about what may happen with that character um Mm -hmm. but it could be it could be a fun little continued twist to to the series so anyway yeah continue on with the series after you read this first one continue on um but i also started reading uh the book um the adventures of Um, amina al-sarafi by s.a chakraborty which is um a the story of a woman who used to be this really infamous pirate then went into retirement after having a daughter and wanted to do the domestic life for a little bit then it is called back into her life of piracy by a woman who pays her a lot of money to try and find someone for her um and i'm about like 60 pages into this one and the 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 voice of the main character is so fun and so so such a good read I am very much enjoying. It was like one of those books that immediately you read and you're like, I'm going to love this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm anticipating it being a little bit sad. There's a lot of like motherhood stuff going on. So, you know, if that's not your jam, uh, be aware. Uh, but uh, so far, fun, fun times to be had. What about you? What are you reading? Um, so I've read a couple things. I read Taproot, which is a graphic novel by Kesey Young, also illustrated by Kesey Young. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a, I think it, I, it says it's YA, but I don't think the characters are actually YA. I was a little confused about that because like the one main character like lives alone and has a job. So I was like, oh yeah, that's not, seems like full A on that yeah. one, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> But it's about two uh, characters, one of whom is a gardener who can see ghosts, and the other is a ghost. Hell yeah. We love it. Um, I really like the art style. I thought it was, you know, obviously quick read, uh, complete story, that sort of thing. Uh, some, I would be interested in if they ever did a sequel, but I don't know if that's happening or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was cute. I liked it. And then the other thing I read this week was one that I've been meaning to read for a while. I read The No Show by Beth O'Leary. Uh-huh. Did they write The Roommate? Is that the the roommate? The the Flat flat, Share. Flat Share. Flat Share. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yes, they did write that. Uh, And this one was, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was basically, the premise is basically, like, it's following three different women who all get stood up by the same guy on Valentine's Day, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, there's a twist. Uh, you could see the twist coming a mile off, but mm-hmm. you know, John the, Tucker the must die. Huh? John Tucker must die. No, no, oh. no. Um, it was it, multiple timelines. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, it was um, like fun because it was there were sort of like bits to piece together. Yeah, uh, and kind of like pick up on the clues of what's really going on here, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
And there is another twist after the multiple timelines twist, but also, like, I did also see that twist coming from a mile mm. away. But, like, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because I had fun, like, yeah. noting the things that would be pointing towards that, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was necessarily even, like, this is supposed to be super hard to figure out or anything like that. Right. Um, I think it's just kind of, like, you feel like you know where it's going and you are seeing all of the pieces come together. And that, that was kind of fun. So mm-hmm. so if you, if you want a romance with, you know, a little bit of a touch of sadness, I would say. There's some, some sad bit. I mean, obviously, it's a guy with three women. Obviously, they're not all going to end up together in the end because the world isn't ready for that story Uh, (laughs) why choose though no wait they are that was big love i'm sorry there's that's that's just a harem romance yeah yeah (laughs) uh but yeah it was you know if you like beth o'leary i think it was a pretty good because i think that's just her second book i could be wrong on that but you know i thought it was pretty good sophomore sophomore book yeah Sometimes. sometimes the sophomore books are yeah, you know, always a little bit disappointing. There's a lot of pressure to follow up, and flat share was very popular. So yes. Anyway, let's anyway. talk about Sherlock Holmes. Uh, she, Herlock Holmes. Oh, hey, hey. yeah. That's a great <laughs> pun I've made. Um, just there are a lot of characters in mm-hmm. these books. There is a lot of mystery in these books. I have just fully decided for this like summary. I'm not going to cover every single detail. Um, I so am. like if. <laughs> If pieces of mystery are left out, guess what, guys? This book is available at your local library mm-hmm. or uh, wherever you purchase books. That isn't a corporate conglomerate. Um, feel free to find a copy and uh, peruse it yourself because we already recommended it to you. If it was we a worse book, I'd feel bad about making you go and read it yourself, but it's not. It's not. It's good. It's good. So just go and do yourself a favor. Uh, and I will I will try to do my best, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. For, especially for like the size of the book, too. It's like, let me see. It's like 320-something pages. That's not right. a long book. That's uh, Yeah. It's, it's a thick book. The pacing, I also felt, was... This is maybe my one complaint. It took mm-hmm. me a hot minute to get into this, right? Because the beginning's we, a slow, yeah. Yes, because we start with, like, boom, we're right in the action, kind of literally. And but then, then a flashback. And then, like, we get, like, a duck... Because it's, it's prologue, boom, we're right in the action. And then flashback for a little bit earlier, right? Because uh-huh. it's, like... But also, it's still action, just a different type of action. Uh-huh. And then we get, like, here's the whole childhood of this character, and we're going to go through it year by year. And yeah. I'm just like, Look damn. Look how terrible her home life was. Damn, this was, shit. this was a lot that I felt like could have maybe been broken up a little bit more, rather than just kind of... We didn't even get to really, like, Charlotte's perspective until, like, several chapters in right Mm -hmm. yeah that's the other thing with this book um if you don't like dual or not dual like multiple povs like Mm -hmm. everyone gets a pov and everyone's got a hand on the ball Um, here and it's not always like at it's not chapter breaks it's just like page breaks and stuff yes i was getting so confused sometimes with the audiobook because there would be like literally no delineation Uh and if it was like narrator to narrator it would take me a second to you know like if it was like a quote to the narrator usually i would notice but uh-huh. you know the narrator's just doing the narrator voice you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> so it was like occasionally I'd be like wait who the, who's whose fucking perspective are we in who's right now who's talking who's talking to me <laughs> uh yeah so we we start off with uh our character Charlotte is found in a very uh risque um 
situation. Flagrante delecto. Yes, absolutely. Like he he had just inserted. Uh, she's in this position. She's caught in this situation. <laughs> the man named Roger Shrewsbury, who is a man who had formally approached. Appro- proposed to Charlotte, uh, but she had turned him down as she had turned down everyone who proposed to her because she had never planned on getting married. Um, so the thing about Charlotte is she, her father had promised her that if she had made it to the age of 25 without falling in love, then he would set her up with a fund where she could go um, get educated and work as a school headmistress um, and basically like be, be independent in, in the best way that she knew she was like that she could figure for herself like this is I guess this is the best it's going to get for me she doesn't like marriage she doesn't believe in true love and she really hates that the whole point of marriage is for men to find these perfect wives that are basically going women who are going to fill in the gaps in their personalities in order to make them whole and complete and perfect people now I'd actually push back on this she doesn't believe in true love because I thought that was that like this viewpoint was really interesting because her dear dear beloved sister Livia, who is her one of her three sisters, mm-hmm. um, but the most immediately close in age to her, um, Livia kind of asks her when she's like uh, they're doing this flashback and they're talking about oh you know father made me this promise that if I you know actually tried and took part in society and whatever that you know this would be the deal right and Livia's kind of like well. There are people who, like, we know couples who love each other, and uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte's like, yeah, for sure, but, like, that's, like, 20% of the people we know is not good yeah. odds, right? So I feel yeah. like that's actually, because I, f- I think that that kind of mindset often gets brought up of women being like, well, it's, you know, I don't believe in true love, and then they just have to find the right man to make them believe in true love, right? And I yeah. liked that she was like, no, yeah, for sure, like, I get that love exists. I haven't personally felt it, but it seems like a huge gamble and yeah. uh, really unfair that this is how it works, and yeah. I don't want to do it, right? Like, I'm not yeah. going to gamble my whole life on being the 20% of marriages where the woman isn't incredibly unhappy, and even when you're in a happy marriage, you still don't have the same rights as your husband. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She, yeah, she just doesn't believe in institution and you know what? Respect. Um, and so she, she has revealed this to her parents at like the age of 18 or whatever, whenever her first, whenever her debut 17. was into society, 17. Uh, and lo and behold, she's gotten to her 25th year of life and not fallen in love with everyone. And so she returns to Papa Holmes and is like, Hey, remember that promise you made me? And he just went like, ha 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 ha. No. And did not give her the money that she needed in order to go out on her own. So she immediately came up with this plan. Uh, foolhardy, some may say. But she's like, hey, I'm going to go and get with this. Uh, the man who proposed to me, who is now married, but is known for taking mistresses. And I know is so horny for me. Because here's the thing about Charlotte is she is, while A not hottie. like. Yeah, she's cute. Like, she's really cute. She She isn't like, you know, the elegant sort of beauty that often gets written about in these historical fictions. Um, you know, like duchess is just so like oh her beauty is you know so great so massive we write poems about her but she is like she has like a lovely rounded face blonde curls very innocent looking and um just like and she's intelligent can carry a conversation and also i don't know dude i think that pretty much everybody's like she's bama slamming she's beautiful she's got all the curves in the right places every dude who sees her is pretty like even if they don't want to fuck her they're like damn she she's a she's a hottie for real though she looks Um, like an angel is basically because mrs watson like later on when we meet mrs watson is like damn god really did put the wrong brain in the most unassuming body ever (laughs) because look at this woman she looks like the most perfect cupid cherub baby face baby (laughs) 
woman. <laughs> and she, she also, uh, in another refreshing uh, uh, take on a female character in a man's world, mm-hmm. she's very fashionable and very into fashion. Right? She because loves she, the frills. She was uh, told to, you know, fully immerse herself in women's stuff mm-hmm. for those few years and she did and she's like she oh, gave yeah, it a real fair shot really fun to like mm-hmm. fashion is one of her special interests so she yeah. is frilly fripperied up to the nines which she i also it. love that for her to the point that her her sister is like embarrassed to be in public with her because she's like this is this is awesome this is, this is over the top <laughs> too much. and the girl is just like i love bows i Fuck want off. more bows yeah. also i have to question uh-huh. like what was mr holmes's plan here like i know his plan was that he, he just, she would just cave to some yeah. haughty man and uh-huh. get married. He's a bad right? dad. He's a bad, <laughs> He's a dad. bad guy. But in like general. the t- year of twenty five, that was a bad call on his part. Yeah. Because right? like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do at this point? Yeah. She's she's not gonna get married. Like, who are you gonna marry her to? Exactly. I guess and like they even just though there were, is someone willing to marry her. I mean, there's like, still like people willing to marry her. So, yeah. But you know the the traditional thing of this time period being like oh well you know after your you know couple of seasons out no one's gonna marry you and like that's not really the case for charlotte but like mm-hmm. her dad should have been thinking going into this like i gotta put the cap at three right so then if she doesn't so then when she she d- mm-hmm. doesn't find someone and she's uh-huh. like i want to go to school i can be like eh, no marry this other dude right yeah like, yeah he was really banking on her still being you know being a foolish uh, young girl who didn't know the ways of the world. Right. Like and she was like bet, actually. He, he's already got one daughter who's, you know, yeah, on Olivia. the shelf as they say. Um Yeah. She has she has three sisters. Henrietta, who is like a carbon copy of their awful mom, kind of, but she like went off and got married to a man that she can control and she's happy, whatever. Then we have Bernadine, who is has some Bernadine. sort of nonverbal uh, disability where she cannot care for herself, and they have essentially done that wonderful Victorian era thing of just locking her away in the house and not letting her out. I mean, and it then, could have been worse. It could have been locking her away in an asylum. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah, is true. So they, that's actually they're actually quite nice. They're they being progressive. Yeah. Um, and then and Olivia, who is closest to her in age, but kind of categorizes herself as a misanthrope and believes like she has a lot of Charlotte's qualities but she also has this insecurity about her that's like I am not what society thinks I should be and so that makes me lesser than and so she doesn't kind of shine as brightly as Charlotte does who is kind of like this is who I am fuck deal with it I don't know man um so and yeah also has not had any any proposals or anything Livia hasn't in the way that Charlotte has certainly so that's their family, and she she decides, she's like, I'm going to have sex with Roger. And her plan is to say, like, is to then go have sex with Roger and then go and blackmail her dad and be like, yo, I'm going to tell all of society I am a ruined woman if you do not set me up with this fund uh, in order to move away and become the headmistress of a school, and I'm going to take the two sisters I actually like with me because you guys are awful parents. But the plan goes awry when Roger agrees to the plan, gets very drunk. And then instead of telling, he was like, I was going to tell my mistress all about this very funny plan, but I was so drunk. I didn't realize I was actually talking to my wife, my wife, you, you scamp, you, you idiot, Roger. Like I did like (laughs) at the end, by the end of the book, I was like, Roger, you buffoon. Like I wasn't like mad at him. Like I was at the beginning of the book. (laughs) 
Because he, he does is just like he is just an idiot, he's and Charlotte holds no ill will. Yeah, I he's think that dumb. Charlotte's attitude towards him did a lot of rehab for him. Absolutely, in my mind, she's yeah. like his mom is his mom is terrible, and his his he just wants to have fun in life, but he can't because he has all these responsibilities forced upon him. And I was like, damn, Charlotte, you were so kind. You were well, so and, kind. <laughs> and I think this also kind of gets into the whole like doing a cheat of it all in mm-hmm. this universe, which mm-hmm. is like I feel that. Our minds have been a little bit poisoned by sort of Regency Victorian romance stories, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're like, oh, yeah, of course there's the opportunity for true love or whatever. And I think that, you know, this book is very clear that most marriages are not uh, necessarily ones of love and are financial agreements, right? Mm -hmm. There, you come and live with me and pop out kids and I will pay for your upkeep right Mm -hmm. and I think that like we kind of have like a lot of times with these sorts of books uh especially more in the romance genre like we get that the main character will say things like that or do you know whatever um but then the the side characters who are in that type of relationship are Mm -hmm. still expected to be faithful to their spouse right Mm -hmm. and I think that um this kind of makes the point of like it's not a romantic or uh, uh, emotional relationship that they're engaging in. So is it is it actually cheating to have affairs outside of the marriage? And I think that the answer is yes, it is because it's not equitable, right? The woman right. can't go and have affairs outside of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does kind of bring up this thing of like, well, it's it's cruel to the woman because you are if you are found out you are uh bringing shame to the thing that she Mm -hmm. is supposed to be getting out of this relationship right which is Mm -hmm. like security in uh finances and money for her family yeah right um but i think it does kind of raise the question of like well if you're in this loveless relationship right and you're stepping out is that as bad? Like, is that on the same level as if you are in a committed romantic relationship and having an affair? And I, I do mm-hmm. think that like, it, there's kind of. I'm not saying it's justified to cheat necessarily, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's. I don't hate Roger as much as I would if this was a modern book. You know, absolutely yes. Having multiple women he's sleeping with outside yeah. of his outside of Which, his marriage. Like, yeah, clearly his mistress. If he was going to tell his mistress about hooking up with someone else, like they have basically an open relationship that's an open right? relationship yeah that's mm-hmm. they're fine with you know she's chilled with whatever she's not gonna get jealous presumably if he's like gonna go tell her about this mm-hmm. um so yes it, i like it's still very cruel to his wife but also like it's there's kind of the implication that he didn't really want or agree to this marriage mm-hmm. you know like there's that sort of thing of this wasn't what he wanted either you know so he's kind of making the best of that situation I don't know. It's and it's, his mom is a real drag, man. His mom's a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really is terrible. <laughs> and his wife's not any better, though, right? Like, no, her, his wife like, is. Yeah, just following in the same suit. Because as we see, so like they're they're not girls, girls, right? They not. they they're not women supporting women. <laughs> no, um, Roger's wife finds out about this immediately, goes to tell her mother-in-law, Lady Shrewsbury, and the two of them gather up a force of women to go and look at the sex happening, so that no one can come around and say you were mistaken. Charlotte is not a, a quote-unquote ruined woman. Right. She she was caught in the act, and we're all gonna gang up and excommunicate her from our little society, right? Right. And uh, so, so that's obviously what to the Charlotte. the 
if his wife was a nice person here and or someone who was like romantically cared about her husband right Mm -hmm, Uh, I think mm -hmm. her response when he told her would have been enough to give the game away but you know she was like chill enough to hide that that was a thing that was happening and then didn't go to Charlotte like you know Charlotte's parents point out like why didn't they come to us right so that we could nip this in the bud yeah no they were just vindictive about it yeah uh they they basically framed this in a way that Charlotte lured uh, Roger into this. And we all know men are creatures of lust, right? So they can't possibly control themselves. So it's Charlotte's fault that she lured Roger into doing this with her. And also it's Roger's wife fa- wife's fault for not keeping him out of trouble and temptation by giving him enough to want and crave at home. So uh, basically it's just women. The woman's fault. Of women course. do better. Yeah. <laughs> According to Mrs. Shrewsbury. Lady Shrewsbury. Excuse me. Lady Shrewsbury. So that happens to Charlotte. Her parents obviously are extremely upset. They say, you ruined any chances for your sister to get married. It's a good thing Henrietta's married, but now we're going to be poor forever. Because the thing about the Holmes family is that they are uh, pretending to be rich. Like, they have some money, like enough money still to lead a lifestyle of leisure. Like, none of them have to work. But it's definitely not a lot of money that you, like, to keep up with the charade. Well, you and... Know. Mr. Holmes has been blowing it on his mistresses, right? Like, that's... Yeah, Mr. Holmes is not a nice guy. Right. And again, this is, like, bringing up this thing of, you know, their mother went into this with the expectation of certain agreements, certain uh, uh, financial and social Mm -hmm. uh, benefits that she would get from this, right? And to me, like, it's like the mistress thing is rude and sucky, but, like, kind of understandable if not forgivable when thinking about like okay it was a loveless marriage and neither of them loved each other and he wanted to be married to someone else and blah 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 all this other stuff we find out but the fact that he's not able to uphold the financial bargain is i think the real cheat here like mm-hmm. like it's like the the my thing about relationships is like cheating can look different from one relationship to the other it depends what the rules of the relationship are right mm-hmm. and the victorian you know this era's rules are, it's like a business agreement, the marriage. Right, are you yeah. will provide me with uh, sex and children as mm-hmm. needed, and I will provide you with financial and uh, uh, social stability, uh-huh. and I do not have to uh, remain... Uh, I, I can be commit infidelity, and that is still within the bounds of the generally agreed-upon social contract, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't. But you can't. And uh-huh. also, so, like, that's fucked up but like also even if he was following that contract like he still broke it by not being able to provide for her financially mm-hmm. and her you know the four kids that he had you know that they had because that's how many kids he felt they should have or whatever you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's how many times he couldn't not have sex with his wife I guess yeah <laughs> um, that all happens we've gotten through one percent of this book. we got this I'm is so just the sorry. very beginning. I just have this a is the lot first to say chapter. about the marriages in this it's book. It's so good. No, there there is so much here that's like it goes it goes beyond just a simple like murder mystery yeah. series. It's it's very good. Um so so that happens to Charlotte. She decides because her parents are like, We're gonna have to sequester you in the countryside. You're never gonna leave. We're gonna stick you in the stinky little cottage that smells like cabbage for the rest of your life. She says, No, I'm running away. Uh, her sister Livia kind of helps. Uh, she gives her like a little bit of money and uh, Charlotte already has her stuff packed up because her parents were going to take her to the country to spend the rest of her days forever. And she just leaves. She's like, it can't be. Surely it can't Peace. be hard. 
Yeah. She's like, I know how to do like shorthand and typing and stuff because I love to learn and I would go to the library and do that kind of stuff. And look, all my stuff is already packed. Surely it's not going to be hard to find a boarding home and then find a job. And then I'll soon I'll make enough money to have you and Bernadine join me uh, in whatever new home I find for us. Cool. Peace out. Smell you later. Um, obviously this causes an uproar within the Holmes household where they want to find Charlotte and bring her back because that will help them save face somehow. But this has caused further scandal in the community. Charlotte does not have as good of a time out on her own as she thought she would. Um, she, it's hard for her to find a job because she doesn't have any references. Um, and though she may have the skills like for, for a woman to work in, in these like secretary type positions and stuff, she needs to have like experience or references or whatever, or like a, a degree or something from a school that says that she can do these things. And she doesn't have any of that. And she doesn't know how to live on her own because she has lived in a household where she's had servants and people taking care of things for her. So she like leaves. too real. Yeah. Yeah. Not the servants. <laughs> Not part, the servants. But the part, trying right. to find a job when you don't have like references the, for that field. Like, mm-hmm, like the correct yes. resume for what yeah. you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so she has a hard time. She gets kicked out of the one boarding house that she does find because she lied about who she was uh, in order to, to stay there because of course these boarding houses are all like, Oh, are all of our women are, you know, good Christian women who are so pure, so innocent, so clean. Uh, and someone says like, Hey, that's Charlotte Holmes. And she was involved in X, Y, Z scandal. And so she gets kicked out of her boarding home. She finds one in a worser state and, uh, is just really, she's really hungry and she doesn't, she doesn't know what she's going to do. But then she meets Mrs. Watson who, uh, she has run into her at the post office before, um, just and they did kind of make idle chit chat. But she runs into Mrs. Watson, who is probably one of my favorite characters uh, in this book, and she is a former uh, theater actress, I guess is what you would say. Uh, she she's a former theater no she's a theater person, uh, which a gives musical theater actress. I think yes. Is what- she says something about like the Shakespeareans all look down on them and they look down on the burlesque and mm. she doesn't know who the burlesque looks down on but somebody but probably. somebody has to be yeah so while while she has a lot of money she is not herself considered acceptable to the proper society that charlotte comes from but and that makes her feel like a sort of like a kindred spirit to charlotte in that way and she says hey charlotte come i let me hire you to be my lady's companion there's so, also like this thing about um so she's a widow, right? And her husband, yes. John and her Watson. Her husband was John Watson. Uh, who, mm-hmm. you know, was a soldier he in Afghanistan, a, much like A doctor, John and then Watson. he died, yeah. Yep. Instead of coming home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, there's this whole thing about Charlotte when she does her special trick, which is the Sherlock trick that everyone knows and loves, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. We got to see it in any Sherlock adaptation or retelling where they just look at someone and say all deduce, of the things they deduce. know about them. Yeah. Um, so she does this for, for, she tells Mrs. Watson, like, oh, I um, uh, uh, can do this this thing, but, like, it freaks people out. Like, people don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Watson's like, well, try me, right? And uh, so Charlotte does and kind of keeps pausing and being like you want me to keep going and mrs watson's like yep keep going and a lot of it is about like hey you're a widow um i can tell that you really love your husband Mm -hmm. all this other stuff and mrs watson is like i really want you around because i don't have to explain my grief to you yes and i was like totally understand the appeal of that that is so real (laughs) yeah just like wanting to to be with somebody and and they just even, get all of your emotions and moods without you explaining Without you it. having to explain it, oh right? God, the yes. luxury. The luxury. It's, <laughs> uh, it's just very, 
relate. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. That's what I would want to. It's mm-hmm. just somebody who I don't have to explain why I'm upset about this X Y Z thing, mm-hmm. you know. And and Mrs. Watson too is such like a a warm and comforting person. And and Charlotte even says in the book, she's like, I I haven't like known Mrs. Watson very long, but it is as if somehow I have found the mother I was supposed to have had my whole life. And I was just like, oh, I love comments them. comments about that at the oh, end of this book. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean like think about what oh. I said earlier, you know. Yeah, it was a. a mother situation uh-huh. no, no 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 that's not what i'm saying that's what i'm saying different watson different watson okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> uh so um anyway they uh <laughs> there is also another set of characters in this book that we meet throughout the throughout all of these things that are happening to charlotte we have inspector treadles I think it's how you say his name, is a, uh, he works for Scotland Yard. He is a murder investigator. The mystery of this book is that the day, the morning after um, Charlotte's scandal breaks, Lady Shrewsbury is found dead in her bed. And the doctors say it was an aneurysm and everyone was like, wow, that woman was so healthy. Like we thought she would live longer than her children, yada, yada, yada. She just got so shocked by all the fucking. She just, she got so shocked by all the fucking. And also, also someone saw Charlotte's sister go and have a screaming match with her the night Mm -hmm. before she died. Isn't that suspicious? Which like, here's the thing about the shock with all the fucking, everybody Mm -hmm. should have already been like, obviously not because she was the one who arranged to go see the fucking. Exactly. You're not going to get shocked by fucking that you She knew there was fucking to be had. She would have mentally prepared herself to see her son doing this to a woman. Um, So, uh, and then Lady Amelia Drummond is found dead, which is uh, Lord Holmes's first fiance. So there's like some drama in the family about how like, he he was engaged to this woman, and then she found out that he had a uh, bastard child and didn't want to have anything to do with that and dumped him. And so he, in retaliation, went and married the next woman who said yes to him on the same day that he was supposed to get married to Lady Amelia Drummond, whatever. She is found dead, and the, the day previous to that, she was seen having an argument with lord holmes in the streets and we don't know like maybe it was a lover spell like i don't we don't know if they were still seeing each other it's not clear um and we definitely didn't spend and we definitely didn't spend a long time trying to figure it out out in the book and couldn't figure it out (laughs) and are gonna cut all that because it was just a lot of hemming and hawing and me being confused so yeah it's unknown it's unknown there's no way of finding out Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unclear. We could read the book again, but that would be a lot of effort. So yeah, if you know, I guess just keep probably. it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so these two people does cheat on his wife. He does. He's not, not a good sure guy. Their Lady marriage Amelia. is trash, <laughs> and they take it out on their kids, uh, their unhappiness, which is just you know the worst. Just they, Victorian things. Victor, just hashtag just Victorian things. Um, <laughs> So there's a lot of suspicion on the Holmes family. So Charlotte had the scandal. Two family members were seen yelling at people who died very soon after that. Uh, and Charlotte is like, you know, I, I, I hate my parents, but I do love my siblings and life will be hard for them if our whole family is under suspicion for murder. Like they'll be excluded from society and then have to spend all their days out in the country and that'll be sad. So I'm going to try and solve this mystery. A third person shows up dead named Lord Sackville. Nice. And he was this guy who lived out in the country. Um, in the Sackville, yeah. In the Sackville country, yeah. Uh, and no, he lived out in the country in this big manner, and he died and was suspected to have died of a, um overdose on his chloral medicine, which is some sort of... 
old timey drug. Some sort of old timey drug. Uh, but he was thought to have overdosed on the drug, and it was very unfortunate. Uh, but of course, there are some questions about this death that How Charlotte picks up on. Spelled. I'm about to look it up. C H L O R A L. Chloral. Like chloride, something chloride. Chlorohydrate, a sedative, is used in the short-term treatment of insomnia. Mm, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he couldn't sleep very well. Yeah. So now we know. Now we Learning know. something new every day. <laughs> uh, and because Charlotte spent so much time studying the society papers and how everyone was connected, she immediately assumed that three, these three deaths were suspicious to her. And I don't remember why, because it didn't seem like it ended up mattering. I think it was because... Oh, the- of money yeah they had they were they were like i, think I can't remember what the original connection was there is a connection later in the book but i think they're cousins or something yeah like there's i think the the implication from the first sherlock letter is like inheritance question mark yes of like there would be a way in which the same person would inherit from all three of these i think was mm-hmm. sort of the thing this is not even at all it's not a, yeah he's there's he, some connection charlotte and I sees think, i think i'm like how i'm saying he when i'm talking about the letter mm-hmm. um she <laughs> brings up that um basically they know that he od'd because they got to him like as he was as he dying, was dying. still mm-hmm. The other two weren't found until the next morning. So she's like, the only reason that we think that it was this type of death, like, you know, shock or like a heart attack or whatever, an aneurysm, um, is because people didn't get to them in time. It would have looked exactly like this chloral death if mm-hmm. they had taken chloral, right? Because yes. you would, if you didn't, if nobody had found Mr. Sackville until like a few hours later, it would be chalked up to the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they, um, she writes a letter and it's read aloud at the inquest for uh, Lord Sackville's death and the uh, Scotland Yard gets involved because of it because Sherlock Holmes is known to Inspector Treadles because uh, Inspector Treadles is good friends with a man named Lord Ingram. Ash is his nickname because it's like Ashburton or something, I don't know, fucking rich people names. And um, Ash is friends, childhood friends with Charlotte Holmes. So through the course of Treadles and Ingram's relationship, they both really love archaeology. This is how they became friends because he is a very high, high, like Duke. And this guy is like a police officer. So it's like, how did they become friends? I don't care. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't key. I don't know what I said there. It was whatever. It's stupid. I'm done. Um, what just happened? <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a, having a meltdown. Are you okay? I'm thinking about all these names and the plots of this book and my brain is it's, just like firing too fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're both bones boys they love the bones they Actually, love to really. dig in they the like, dirt they just like, like all men they love artifacts. to dig holes yeah. Yeah. yeah um and they became friends over their hole digging and and so when treadles in the past has had questions about things that he comes across in his line of work he hadn't relayed them to lord ingram kind of just like as like a, ooh, a fun thought exercise and lord ingram was like hey do you mind if i ask my friend uh, anonymous who has a very quick mind uh they would might be be interested in solving this conundrum for you and treadles is like yeah heck yeah let's do it and so charlotte has created this persona of sherlock holmes thinking 
rightly that Treadles would not respect a woman coming to him with these solutions instead it needed to be a man so she created this persona Sherlock Holmes and so when Sherlock Holmes writes this letter to uh, be read aloud at the inquest about I have suspicions about this death Treadles is like yeah I take this guy seriously he knows what he's talking about um, also, I just want to uh, pipe in to say it is so fucking funny the way that Ash talks to Treadle about Sherlock Holmes, like the the situation with Holmes of being yeah. like, because Treadle, of course, doesn't know that Sherlock is Charlotte and Ash is kind of trying to explain why Ash he is won't so be able dramatic. to get, He's so dramatic. <laughs> he's trying to explain why he won't be able to ask Holmes about stuff, right? Um, and he's like, he's lost to me forever. He's lost to me. like, t- bro, go down the street. <laughs> At this stage, the only thing you know is that he that she fucked someone. You don't even know she ran away. Like, go check right. on her. What are you doing? Uh, chase after your best friend. Your bestie. And like, there is this kind of thing at the very beginning of him writing to her being like, hey, please don't fuck this dude. Like, this don't is a, go bad, through this plan. This is a bad plan. Yeah. And his wife is like, comes in and is like, your favorite lady. I've had some news. And he's like, my favorite lady is my daughter. And she's like, that's not what I heard. It's you Charlotte know Holmes. what I meant. And she, it's Charlotte Holmes and she's a skank. So yeah. like, <laughs> there's a little bit of like, there's obviously some sort of tension between the two of them, mm-hmm. especially regarding Charlotte. And also like, they are not good friends, it seems. They are not yeah. in a good place. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Turns they out it's because his wife did a hate crime on him, is is what it is. His like, wife what? His wife did a hate crime to him. Yeah. Yeah. Like Oh, she was terrible. Yeah. Like so which is why I'm kinda like, I kinda I kinda think that he should be allowed to cheat is the thing. Yeah. yeah because yeah. like when your when your wife is being anti Semitic to you, yeah. um, uh-huh. I kind of vote that her feelings don't count anymore, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I think that it's kind of more like he's staying to keep up the social appearance for his kids sake Mm -hmm. he believes in his marriage vows right but i'm Mm -hmm. like fuck that woman like she's she's throw her away she's an anti-semitic bitch like you can also read the second book it's it's so good okay (laughs) but as far as i'm concerned you can cheat on her and that's fine actually yeah yeah they there's definitely yeah there is some romantic tension between the two kind of like a uh it is described in the book as like by the time we realize what was happening between us or what could have happened between us it was too late for us to do yeah. anything about it so because yeah they have a very like, tense they, relationship sorry uh say that again so it's i said they have a very tense relationship thank you um yeah because like charlotte warned him basically that his wife was the worst uh before they yeah, got married she, she only wants you for your money bro and do a test like, because I guess he probably was talking to Charlotte about was like he, she's the most perfect woman, right? Because he's mm-hmm. the thing Charlotte says is like nobody is perfect, right? Yeah, you need to not marry this woman. She deduced if she if she is <laughs> appearing perfect to you, she is hiding something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so she, he got married anyway, and then decided to do the test after that. Mm-hmm. I guess because it was the first opportunity where it came up, where like his, his godfather, godfather died. The one who I'm assuming yeah. is his natural father, right? Like that's I think, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that dude died, and he goes to the wife and is like, "Oops, he didn't leave me all that money we are supposed to get." And the wife was like, "Well, I hate you, and I never would have married you because you're Jewish, and I wouldn't yeah. have and sullied now, my line." And yeah. I'm like. Damn. Damn, girl. <laughs> Damn. That's 
It's it's very gross. That's really fucked up, actually. The thing that you said. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was um, there was no reason to bring that into it. But also, you probably shouldn't have married her in the first place when Charlotte was like, "Don't marry her. Don't marry her. You should but listen to your friend Charlotte, who can deduce everything." Yeah, I suppose they didn't realize that they were like in love until after mm-hmm. the wedding was, yeah, done and dusted. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the the note that uh, they. Charlotte blackmailed him into being her first kiss when she was mm. like 14 years yes. old. So Which, there's that too. There's a lot to unpack mm. there. It is. There's also the, you know, thing that we're going to get to at some point, I think of maybe his, <laughs> we've already <laughs> yeah. been recording for over an hour. We got this. We're good. Uh, his older brother proposed was one of her many yes. proposals and mm-hmm. was her favorite proposal. And she mm-hmm. knows that the reason it's her favorite proposal is because it pissed him off when he proposed. Yes. But like, but he was already married at that point. So he fuck was married at that point. So, yeah. but also his wife's racist. So like, yeah, also you know. sad, sad for him. Um, it's rough. Everyone's having every, a rough no time one is having a good time. Marriages. Society's bad. <laughs> And that's society with the capital S, like, you know, like rich people society. Yeah. Not, well, I mean, all, you know, sometimes all of society. A little, little both. A little both. Um, the capital S, though, I think. <laughs> so we kind of, we start to get into this part of the book where Treadles is off investigating the murder and trying to figure out how Sackville died and hoping that if he finds, if Sackville, if there is grounds for, for claiming Sackville was murdered, then being able to investigate the other two deaths and, you know, having it be kind of this, like, career-making sort of situation. And he and he's doing it with Sherlock's help, though. He's the kind of man that really hates to rely on someone else to do his job. Well, he's got a lot of baggage. Um, my opinion of Treadle is very poor. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I fucking love Treadle, actually. Mm. Um, here's the thing. I liked that Treadle is in here and is kind of the example because I talked, you know, we talked about earlier, like Charlotte bringing up how it's a gamble and there's a 20% chance that the person, Mm -hmm. you know, will actually, you'll be in love with them and everybody else, it's a loveless marriage and Mm -hmm. that sucks, right? Mm -hmm. And then Treadle, I feel like, is important to bring in to be like, he's kind of to me i'm like he's a great husband he's trying to do everything for his wife Mm -hmm. he's trying to you know make her happy no matter what like that is his main goal in life she comes from money and he did not she comes from money he doesn't but you know she agreed to marry him because she loves him Mm -hmm. and he's like my goal is to make sure that she is the happiest she can possibly be Uh and then he has this like come to jesus moment later on in the book where Mm -hmm. he finds out basically that sherlock is a woman and um is like and also that his wife has ambitions and also that his wife like has shit that she wanted to do and he's like and she's like no i am happy like i want to be married to you like that's irrelevant to the ambitions thing Mm -hmm. these are two totally different things so he's been operating in this place of like yes a wife's ambition should be tied to her husband's ambitions and now he's like oh fuck my wife wants something that i physically am incapable of giving her because Mm -hmm. We live in a society, and he is so bummed out about it. He hates it, and I, I mean, spoil, it doesn't get better in the second book. I think Ugh. he might have a turning point coming up in the series, but basically the entire, and spoilers if you're going to go on to read the second book, he had mm-hmm. the, his whole, like, it is affecting everything. Like, he has a lower opinion of Lord Ingram because because Sherlock Holmes is a woman, and he has a lower opinion of his wife in the second book because she has oh, ambitions no. that women are not supposed to have. So this is Ugh. why I'm like, Treadles to okay. me is not – 
Like, I think he's going to have a moment where he's like, no, this is this is okay and good for women to have yeah. these kind of feelings. But Charlotte, I can't remember if it's in this book or the next book makes this point of like, Treadles is a man who's like, society works for him and he is not going to question the way that society functions. Mm-hmm. And so when someone else brings up this viewpoint of like, maybe I would like something different, he doesn't know how to work within that framework and he just shuts down and is angry about it. Um, and so I, I think, think that might be in the second one. book. But no, yeah, I, and, and I really enjoyed like, him up until that moment of like, he's like, damn, my wife wants to do things that only men can do. Mm. See, and I didn't <laughs> uh, definitely with the context of the second book. I'm like, yeah, I can see that he does suck. But like yeah. in the context of this book, I read it more as just like he was upset that he couldn't. Mm. He, I think he takes it too personally that he yeah. can't. That's yeah. something he can't do. Right. And kind of like it's not like he's not like treating her poorly, but he's definitely like pulling away from her mm. in a way that like he doesn't know how to bridge this gap between them now. Yeah. And um, well, I, I and then like some stuff happens in the second book. I think he's going to have another like turning point where he's like, oh, no, I still can have a wife and be happy and stuff and blah, blah, right. blah, blah. But I want to see his wife it's a real bummer. work for Charlotte and be that like be, another I, detective. They, that would be she's already, I need. She's already in here like mm-hmm. solving shit. Like mm-hmm. a, a few of the examples. And I mean, he's very open to the fact that she is a smart woman, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He runs stuff by she's her and asks for capable. her opinion on stuff. But he's just like, yeah. I guess, not able to get past the idea of her doing it as kind of a lark versus, or to help him basically versus like Charlotte doing it because she's good at it. And, and that's her livelihood. And yeah. can do it for work. Right. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's a bummer that he sucks. Cause I, this book, I was kind of like, I like Treadle. Yeah, I, I did. I think I definitely there is, I can tell like the author, I think likes him as a character and is just kind of using him as a, like a way to show that like, this is how, this is just how men naturally think. Like we're yeah. not all going to have special, like, characters that think outside of the box like there are some people who really profited from this style of society and this guy is one of them and though he is like quote unquote one of the good guys right when that is disrupted he doesn't know how to function within yeah. that and so like I didn't care for him he's a real bummer to read about in the second book I wouldn't say he's like terrible but like I just didn't like him in the second yeah. book because of him grappling with all this and I think in the in the further installments he will continue to improve but we will see so Mrs. Watson let's I guess we'll jump back Mrs. Watson and Charlotte uh, team up together. Mrs. Watson, she has lots of money. She has lots of property. She says, hey, I have um, a property on Baker Street that we can use to kind of set up. And this is all her own initiative. Like She's like, Charlotte, you've got to bring, we got to use it. Um, she's like, we should set up a consulting detective agency where we pretend Sherlock Holmes is your ailing brother. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll set up this whole ruse that he's like laying in a bed, uh, sick in bed. And I will be his nurse and you will be his sister, who is the front of or the face of this of this detective agency, because while he can hear and see the clients, he cannot converse with them. So, you know, so so they have this ruse going on and they start getting clients and people come to them with all kinds of problems. Um including a woman named Mrs. Marbleton who comes to them and she's like, Hey, can you help me? I think it's like, can you help me find my husband? He's left me these like cryptic like ciphers. Yeah. And can you solve them and figure out what's up with my husband who is missing? Uh, And so they do that and they do it easily and well because Charlotte is fucking genius and very cool and capable. Um, And it turns out that that case is not all it is cracked up to be. Mrs. Marbleton is not in fact, Mrs. Marbleton. She is, um, a woman named Lisa. <laughs> I don't I know. 
feel like that's not right, but I don't it can't know be what Lisa's it not it a Lisa. It can't be Lisa. It can't be Lisa. Certainly, I'm about to look it up. It's about to be Lisa. And look, I think there's I'm like a letter in the back of the like she wrote her towards the end, maybe that had her real name in it. Let me see. Let me see. I don't know. Late? No, not Lady Sheridan. Is it? No, Lady Sheridan was that old lady. What's her fake name? Marbleton. Ma- Marbleton. Sophia Lonsdale. Where the fuck did I get you know, Lisa? All of the letters are in there. Yeah, thank you. That's very generous <laughs> of you. Uh, so Lisa slash Sophia Lonsdale. She. Uh, she um she was this woman who uh, went through a similar situation with Charlotte 25 years ago. She was excommunicated from society for being found having sex with someone when she wasn't supposed to be. They kicked her out of society. And um, this woman has come back to take her revenge on uh, three people specifically. Uh, and they were Lady Shrewsbury and... Lady Amelia Drummond and Lord Sackville, the people that died. Uh, so these two, these two cases are kind of like going on, and they take up a majority of the whole like detective part of the book. And uh, there's there's other things that go on. I can't remember. Um, there's a few red herrings. Yeah, there are there are a few red herrings, and it again, if you want to know more, you should read the book. But um, there's a bunch of stuff that seemed like a red herring and then it was a red herring but also but it was it relevant was. yeah right? it was it was a red red herring yeah like yeah. all the stuff with um so like essentially the conclusion right mm-hmm. is that uh the older brother of Saxville uh-huh. was the one who was implicated with Sophia it's not really clear if that was actually the case or if it was Saxville that she hooked up with mm-hmm I think it, it was, was probably, probably the brother. Yeah, well, I feel like it was the brother because of the. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. Matter. Read the book. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Read the book. Um, you'll know more than us. Uh, so <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> she was she was implicated to hook up with Saxville's brother. Although, like, Charlotte's kind of like, was it really her the brother or was it Saxville himself? Right. Yeah, because um, Saxville turns out it's a big pervert. Saxville, I would go further. Than he's pervert. a criminal. He is he's, a he's he's a he should be a, incarcerated. He should yes, but he is Glad dead. He's so. dead. Um, <laughs> it was a good thing. It was a good murder. She was friends with Saxville's niece, the brother's daughter, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And that's how she met the family, right? Yes. So how she got implicated in the first place. Mm-hmm. The niece died shortly after Lisa left. Uh-huh. And thought um, to have died by suicide. And was thought to have died by suicide. Well, we are introduced. Suicide, yeah. No, they think that she just died i think because we're introduced to the thing early in the book oh right about the she died like, of sadness she died of sadness but yeah. we were introduced early in the book to this thing about like um how the canisters used to make soda water uh ends up you carbon get dioxide poisoning chunk of carbon dioxide yeah. as a solid that uh, if you are in an enclosed space with them you can kill yourself by carbon dioxide poisoning mm-hmm. once it melts right yeah, um, that was like the first case that Sherlock solved yes. for so treatles. Mm. It's all coming back to it's us all now. full circle. Uh, so the the niece of Sackville died. Yes, and it is another thread that is being followed is why is Sackville going to London? I think it is, mm-hmm. and the valet followed him at one point and saw that he was up to something no good. But the valet hasn't been upfront about it. But then there's also been these letters about this like terrible brothel in this area yeah 
and the police investigated it, but they investigated the wrong, the house. wrong house because of like reasons. And it was, they found it was like a bookie, right? But mm-hmm. then the brothel was actually across the street. Brothel got burned down. They're like, Valet, mm-hmm. did you do it? And the Valet's like, there were kids there. I wouldn't have burned it down. And that's why the Valet was like, this brothel was fucked up and was he was trying to get it shut down so hard because it was yes. they were procuring underage kids mm-hmm. so he knew Sackville was going there right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so as it is revealed through all of this the niece was also one of Sackville's victims and that's why she killed herself and so Sophia Lisa her friend, friends with her at that time is like mm-hmm. I am taking revenge for her because she finds out because the when she runs into the mother the mother's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry about everything that happened to you. I've started, like, helping women at large because of what happened to you with, you know, b- getting ostracized. Mm-hmm. Um, also, here's my daughter's diary. I didn't read it because I don't want to know, right? Yeah. So then Lisa reads it and is like, Lisa. oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've called her Lisa's whole time. And I, continue to do so. I just um, realized that. <laughs> Lisa. See, Sophia and Lisa are in They're the same name, basically. Um, <laughs> so Lisa, Lisa gets the diary and reads it and finds out that this is why she killed herself. And uh-huh. so she is like, I'm going to kill Bill this bitch. Absolutely. And, and she does so, a good job of it. She doesn't actually kill any of the three because the other two women basically like knew about it and turned a blind eye. Yes. And were slightly culpable for the niece's death absolutely Mm -hmm. so lisa goes to all of them and is basically like look you got a choice motherfucker i can either tell everybody what the fuck you did which is going to ruin Uh your fucking name or you can kill yourself right now od on this medicine baby (laughs) and they do and they choose the medicine each of them do the power of uh public censure right Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Um, so they all, so she's not really actually at fault because yeah, she didn't I mean, do, she, she really didn't do anything them. except do a she threat. She kind of blackmailed yeah. him a little bit, but like, yeah. it's kind of the implication at the end being like Scotland Yard's not going to pursue her. Right. Because, yes. you know, she got rid of a child predator and some people mm-hmm. who supported child predators, like good for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we also find out that, like, Sophia had faked her death uh, mm-hmm. a while back because she was trying to escape a husband that she found some stuff out about. And goes, well, her husband's last name was Moriarty. Moriarty. So. Also, there's a line from Char- from Charlotte here that's like, if someone had gone to such lengths to fake her own death, she must have had a very good reason. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to do the Reichenbach Falls things. At some Absolutely. Point <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> the foreshadowing. <laughs> Uh, we also find out here at the end of the book, so the, the mystery is solved. Uh, Treadles, Treadles is commended for it, whatever. Uh, he finds out Sherlock is Charlotte and his world is blown. He doesn't care for it. He thinks slightly littler of Lord Ingram in a way that affects their friendship. And it is also revealed that Charlotte running into Mrs. Watson was not accidental. So it, the two times that she ran into her, one, it was like a pouring day, pouring rain day. And they were kind of like huddled under an awning together while it was raining. And they struck up a conversation. Another time it was because like she dropped something. And so Charlotte followed her into a tea house or something like that. I don't know, something, something like that. So it seemed accidental to Charlotte for her to meet up to Mrs. Watson. It is revealed that Mrs. Watson has a friend with Lord Ingram and uh, Charlotte can deduce from there that Ash has purposefully sent this woman after Charlotte to make sure that Charlotte was taken care of. And Um, this friendship is due to her being Ash's either actual dad or, you know, like either biological dad or or the father that he was, you know, raised in the house of. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're tight. 
she was that dude's mistress, one of mm-hmm. them. I'm not sure which. Mm-hmm. But she had a kid was with that dude. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely the mistress, but I'm saying I yeah, don't yeah. know if she's the mistress of his bio dad or his adoptive dad. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, but, yeah, gotcha. I don't know which. I wasn't clear on yeah. that. And I'm not going to go mistress hunting again. We're not doing um, this again. <laughs> so, so she had a kid with, with that dude as well. There's so many half-siblings in this fucking series. It is a lot. Um, a lot. But that kid is she has referred to as her niece this whole time right and she shows up at the very end and sherlock's like oh she she shows up as as a a person who needs help and uh charlotte's of course immediately like oh you're mrs watson's niece 100 Mm percent obs and she's like oh my gosh she figured it out so quick and i'm training to be a doctor and i'm basically like i'm more of the john watson in that sense yeah yeah than mrs watson is and also, we're like laughing and having such a fun, good time. John Locke. Should, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we just kiss? Shouldn't we and kiss? John this Locke. is what I'm saying about the mother thing. It's her mother-in-law. She's supposed oh, to be her mother-in-law. That's really sweet. That's yeah. really sweet. And also, like, here comes uh, Ash's half sister to steal his girl. Like, oh my God! Come yeah, because they did kiss. Like Charlotte please. did kiss him. Yes. At but the end I of just this book. want. I just want it to be. Watson and Holmes. Yeah. And I'm not a big John Locke person. No. I just like this iteration. It's very good in this book. I think maybe, I think there is uh, a study in Charlotte, I think is a YA Mm -hmm. uh, Sherlock Holmes retelling uh, with two girls and it is romantic. I might want to check that out. No, no. But you want them in this book. This, these two characters, Mm -hmm. one who appeared on the page for maybe five seconds Mm -hmm. and Charlotte because I don't hate the Ash Charlotte relationship. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I just wish it went. I wish it was Bancroft, the brother. Bancroft would have been really good. Mm-hmm. Who, also, who, the he's si- like the Mycroft Holmes of, of yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. you know a spy, secret yeah. spy. He's he's the guy that controls the government. Yeah, we get it. Shadow government. Super yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, but I also just real because they even made the joke early in the book about like people writing to Sherlock and one of the letters being like, "Hey, we're from." the gay club basically yeah. they use like you know eurasian persuasion word. which i had yeah, to google I was like, what? it was like something what? like that yeah it was some weird like time specific thing to mean gay yeah. and they're like hey we can definitely tell that you gay for sure you want to come hang out with us and i was like ah oh, get it it's a joke to yeah everybody. and Charlotte like, was like i would gay. be down to join but they'd probably be disappointed <laughs> I when lame. i showed up <laughs> yeah so i was like okay so we are aware of the queer the queer yeah uh, yeah you know, readings of sherlock uh-huh. just make her gay just make her gay with just watson. make her gay. come on mm-hmm. and i know her name's not technically watson because she's Red being Maine. raised as a niece but like mm-hmm. come on she's watson she's it's watson uh, yeah she's gonna find that out eventually you know Ugh. uh but yeah that was a, that was kind of this book uh with a lot of tangents and derailments but of, you get the you get the gist it was a really a lot of the mystery building stuff because i was too busy it was talking about victorian relationships well, so and it's like a lot, lot of, kind of tedious police work or they yeah. go and they interview the same people three or four times in a row after but like, i did enjoy it i did yeah, like it it wasn't I was yeah like, yeah i don't i felt it was interesting enough mm-hmm. and i liked the characters that were doing it so i was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. cool this is the yeah i'm very i'm very enamored with this series and i will be continuing to read it i put the third book on hold on libby and it was like an eight week wait and i was like kill me kill <gasps> Dang, me i can't that's so rude that's you guys so rude. you guys better better be turning books in early like i turned in <laughs> the second book in early because i finished it almost immediately oh what a saint what a saint i am i got You're the little flowers i know i do my part you really <laughs> really are just <laughs> 
I will probably keep reading the series. Mm -hmm. I would recommend. Probably. It's probably going to keep being on audiobook because I did like the narrator a lot for this one. Oh, maybe I'll check out the audiobooks. Yeah. Um, Had a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it was a good one for audiobook because I feel like, I might have talked about this before, like if it's too much romance, I don't really like it in audiobook unless it's like full cast or at least, you know, like male-female narrator Mm -hmm. because it's just sometimes it gets weird when it's just you flirting with yourself, you know? Um, (laughs) But this wasn't like so heavy romance that I was like, okay, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was very much a uh, oh, I wish we could, but mm-hmm. too a bad lot of, we can't. A lot of pining. So Mutual much pining. pining is the tag on this fanfic, on this Sherlock Holmes fanfic. Absolutely. Uh, eventually, perhaps turning into idiots in love. Who can say? <laughs> I here's my one like my hope for this series. Yes. I don't want them to ever get married. I want them yeah, to no, just be. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Like I'm assuming at some point either his wife will die or they'll get a divorce or something mm-hmm. or they'll all have a talk about how the relationship sucks and everybody mm-hmm. will just be allowed to fuck whoever they want mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it'll all be out in the and open. all society will agree well i think it would be because this this is like a thing that you know happened of yeah i'm sure multi like both women and men sometimes could come to arrangements of like um you know less likely for women but occasionally and they were roommates sorts of things. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, you know, there were plenty of secret secret relationships that everybody just kind of overlooked, right? For sure. And he's like a duke, basically. So Yeah, he's powerful. I mean, I think he's like a third in line for a duke ship or whatever. But, say. you know, who cares? Who can say? Same That's difference. not the important details of this book. Yeah. The important details are, is it cheating? If is it cheating? Times. <laughs> and my answer is, yes, but, but. with caveats. <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> yes, but. Sometimes it could maybe not be as bad of cheating. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Well, that was this book. That was Next, this book, and we enjoyed it. We did. We liked it. Good pick, Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, next week we will be, uh, you know, back with those crazy kitties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ravenpaw and, uh, Ravenpaw number two, which is called clan in need. I want a to clan say, in need. I think you're right. I think you're right. Ravenpaw's mm-hmm. path book to clan in need. I'm not going to look it up. Send it. Let's go <laughs> next, <laughs> next week after that. We are finishing Anna's unit on yeah. Girls in the City. What Can is they it? have it all? A great question. I did look for about two hours Hell altogether yeah. to try to Better be perfect out. then. Can't it's wait. It's probably not going to be. So Aww. here's the thing. Here's the criteria I used. Yes. Had to be in the plot synopsis, in the blurb, uh-huh. a city had to be mentioned, like by okay. name. Okay. Uh-huh. Number one. Number two, could not be a guy on the cover. Perfect. No guys. Yeah. It's not a romance, really. It's Can't. Just, I, I, they're all basically romances. Yeah. I well, get around it, but there, there's sometimes a relationship, but that's not the point. Couldn't be a picture of a guy on the cover and the guy couldn't be listed in the first paragraph of the blurb. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, and then from there, I was just looking at like, you know, trying to find something a little bit more recent, which, you know, was hard. I found a billion that were published. My little overview of all of the ones from the 2000s, not Mm -hmm. even close. I missed so many. Um, There were tons. And they just aren't as much of a thing anymore. Nobody is writing these books. It's distressing. 
it's all romances. Like, there's yeah. all dudes on the cover. And when there's not dudes, because this was the other rule, couldn't look like it was going to be too sad. Because if yeah. there's not a dude on the cover, then it's a sad book. And mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. gang, we need to have a talk. <laughs> anyway, Bring back Chicklet, but give it a different name. Give it a different name, but it needs to be not too serious books about women doing things that are other than men and i know everybody's like those do exist and i'm like no babe if you drill down it's about it's still a romance they were they were you couldn't you couldn't escape them in the 2000s they were all over you could not escape them and i think this one probably is also pretty high on the romance but we don't the dude doesn't get mentioned until the second paragraph and there's okay. no dude on the cover. So okay, we're perfect. going with it. Uh-huh. So what we're going to be reading is The Apology Project by Jeanette Escudero, um, which is about a uh, prominent litigator in Chicago. So okay. New City. New uh-huh. City. And she's a got, woman doing things. She's a woman doing things and she's been fired for doing them. Um, and then she has a bunch of stuff happens and she meets a guy and she's like, hey, uh, you've maybe not been treating people very well and she starts deciding to apologize to everybody. Okay. So it might be a downer, but it wasn't like someone has cancer or someone's uh, father died or anything like that. Um, so I was like, okay, seems like not the biggest downer and it's in a city and the dude isn't necessarily the most important thing. Perfect. So we're going to try it and see if this genre survives into the 2020s. I sure hope so. Please. Sometimes that's just what you want. Give me an eight-book series in which the romance is solved three books in, and then there's still a lot more books talking about just life in the city. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. It's on Kindle Unlimited, folks. Read along with us. Yes. Actually, by the time you hear this, we'll have already recorded. No, well, no, because we'll this one's getting posted tomorrow. Okay. So, but ta- oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You could, you could keep this. up with us. Yeah, for once, for once, this is the only time. Real quick turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, we will be reading it on Wednesday by Wednesday though. So yes, you know. Anyway, anyway, that's next. What is next? Uh, yeah, or so that is next. That's next. What's next for us? Um, what's, what's next, next for, for you? you? Yeah. Is <laughs> If you have any uh, books or units you'd like for us to cover on this podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for these of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, um, mm. I don't know. Otherwise, you know what? I might make you join me in my ruse to have a detective agency. And I'm not a good detective. It would be a lot of work for you. Yeah. Yeah, Specifically. Um, If you use podcast. Nope. If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right. Because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of Sherry Thomas, it's my decolletage. When gentlemen stare at my bosom, they don't hear a word I say. I strongly believe that if trees sprouted breasts tomorrow, they would soon be wearing wedding rings. Got em. Got em. Got em. Got those Bazinga. Men. Got em. <laughs> Amelia. What is your dealia? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>